I never did get a chance to tell her that when we were working together, a lot of times we would just make up stuff that we really didn't have to do. So right. you avoided that. Uh, yes, exactly. Wait a minute. Wait, whoa. Uh, honey, I didn't say that. Yeah. I swear uh, I did. Yes, he that did. Was Rob. Yes, he that did. Rob said that. No, honey, you know I love you. <laughs> <laughs> and you tell me to do something, and I, I get the last two words. Yes, dear. We made many trips with him saying, thanks for getting me out of there. She had a <laughs> list of stuff for wait, me. Wait, whoa. Come on, man. You see? Uh-huh. Brought to you by Defense Forensic, where we find the truth in data. Hello, and welcome to Digital Forensics Redefined Podcast. This week, I sat down with retired Special Agent Greg Phillips from the Wisconsin Department of Justice Division of Criminal Investigation. Give us a little bit of your background. When did, when did you get into law enforcement? Um, back in 1865, right after the Civil War. No. <laughs> <laughs> it was a couple of years after that. Yeah, a couple of years after that. Uh, actually, back in 1984, um, I joined, I was hired by Bloomfield Township Police Department. That's in Wisconsin? Yep, and um, just south of Lake Geneva. And uh, I was the first minority um, police officer for that department. And then I I went to work for Lake Geneva Police Department shortly um, after about two years. And during that time, I was a patrolman. While I was with Bloomfield, we had um, a chief, a sergeant, me, and six part-timers. So I did all the follow-up investigations that for the part-timers. Oh, okay. You so know. that was kind of your uh, yeah leading into your detective career. Exactly. Right? I was I I was the detective and you know patrolman that kind of thing, and um, then with Lake Geneva, I was assigned to. Well, I was sent to the Wisconsin Department of Justice Drug School, and then I was assigned to the Illinois State Police as a task force agent. I mentioned that earlier, and which meant I had jurisdiction in two states, Illinois and Wisconsin. And under the auspices of the Illinois State Police in Illinois and Wisconsin Department of Justice in Wisconsin, obviously. Duh. Duh. <laughs> no and way. <laughs> yes, yes way, yes way. And then after uh, a while, after I went back to uniform with LGPD, I... Uh, Lake Geneva. Lake Geneva. LGPD. Lake Geneva. I was offered uh, a job with Wisconsin Department of Justice. And with them... What year What year was that, just so far? Uh, uh, Nineteen... 1999, 98, 99, something like that, um, DOJ, Wisconsin Department of Justice, sent me to Firearms Instructor School. And initially, I started out as a narcotics investigator, a narcotics special agent. But then we merged, and we started doing everything. Um, Not only did I investigate narcotics, but... I investigated murder for hire cases. I was actually a a paid hitman. <laughs> that was kind of fun. <laughs> that really was. I, I, not that I really hit anybody. 
well, anyway, no, I didn't. But that was that was pretty fun. Um, you know, I had murder for hire cases. I did um, child pornography investigations, which I hated with a passion. Now, at what point during your career did you do that? I mean, there because I mean that that obviously requires a little bit. That's a little different investigation than you'd be used to. Oh, yeah. It's not like a, it's not the street crimes. It's more technology-based. Yeah, that was like more, that. that really was technology-based. We had a section in DOJ DCI uh, that did nothing but monitor certain websites and that kind of thing. And Now, wasn't, wasn't there a period of time maybe you can maybe this makes sense to you but like you might have been working narcotics or you might have been working major crimes or whatever but you also got a handful of child pornography cases every agent kind of just yes got got a few to work on oh yeah we all did and what really i didn't like about it more than anything else other than the fact that involved children was the fact that we we were assigned a case, and we would all uh, be assigned videos to review. And we were when we were assigned to view these videos, we also had we were looking for indicators that they were possibly victims from NECMEC or you know some of these other. Um, high-profile agencies that had had been uh, storing uh, pictures of abused children from around the world. So you were trying to I- identify new child victims or relate it to some other victim exactly. that was already identified in some other video or some, somewhere else. Yes. Now, the the thing is with child pornography cases – as you well know, Rob, as we talked about this a little bit earlier, I could identify people in these videos and that kind of thing, but would you always try to bring a case into uh, to a prosecutor just based on the videos? And that was not one of our procedures. Uh, we would oftentimes go out and actually determine from executing search warrants and that kind of thing um, how these people, if these people were actually part of an investigation or one incident, we, we executed a search warrant at a sheriff's deputy's house. Um, and he was actually sitting in front of his computer looking at child pornography, drinking beer when we executed the search warrant at his house. Uh, One of the cases that I, one of my last cases before I retired, um, I got this young, this guy, and I interviewed him. Well, I spent like two days reviewing the videos, and I could have just gone with that, but what did happen is I went out and myself and another investigator went out and we interviewed him. And during the interview, he confessed to being involved in 
the distribution, viewing and distribution of child pornography. And we presented the evidence to the prosecutor of the case, and he preferred charges, and we went back and arrested him because I didn't arrest him right away. Sure. I wanted to give the prosecutor an opportunity to review all my evidence to determine whether there was probable cause to to believe that a crime had been committed. Right. Well, those, but those type of cases, I mean, even back, you retired roughly when? 11, uh, 2011. 2011. So, and we kind of, we've talked about that a little earlier as well, the, the evolution of, of technology and right. things. And those type of investigations and, and reviewing, you know, stuff that's transmitted on computers and stored in the cloud and stuff. I mean, that didn't exist then. And it was right. It was a lot of work and it was hard to backtrack and figure out where this stuff came from more so than it is now because of the technology. Exactly. And even though we did have forensic uh, investigators working on this, we didn't always know the origination of places as well as we as we do now, sure, which makes a difference. Sure. And then you retired in 2011. Yeah, I retired. Well, and see, also while working for DOJ DCI, I did uh, follow-up investigations for the Wisconsin State Patrol in the western half of Wisconsin, from from. Uh, La Crosse, Wisconsin, all the way down to Walworth County, Wisconsin. And I'm guessing that. Drug drug follow-up, mostly. It, most of the time, yes. Sometimes we got, um, I, ha- I actually arrested a fugitive, a federal fugitive that had been, um, as they say on television, on the lamb for <laughs> a year, for over a year. That was back when they had rabbit ears on yeah. the TVs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we had, in, we, had uh, we wrapped tinfoil around the yeah. rabbit ear, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Broadwood Crawford. Oh, you don't remember Broadwood. You're too young for Broadwood Crawford. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> Highway Patrol. That was that was my movie back then. Is that like Chips? I remember Chips. Chips. Yeah. Well, yeah. Ponch and John. John and Ponch. Yeah. On the, yeah. On the, motorcycle, on the motor scooters. Yeah. Motorcycles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Back then. But um, yeah, then I retired in 2011. But after retiring, I continued um, in with my firearms instruction and I have a a business called Phil Safe LLC P-H-I-L-L-S-A-F-E and I'm out of Madison and I teach not to make a living I teach to make a difference because there are so many instructors out there in this world that are teaching people to shoot firearms in a stupid way or in a dangerous way or even in an illegal way. So you're teaching civilians? Mostly civilians, is yes. That, is that the concealed carry classes we hear yep, about? Yep, the CCW, the Wisconsin and Illinois CCWs. I can teach anything. And I teach handgun, shotgun, and um, uh, rifles. So when they, when they go through, when you teach a course, they can get their... Whatever Wisconsin license. concealed carry permit or, or Florida, Florida, 
uh, Minnesota or Illinois, depending on, you know, where they live and that kind of thing. Okay. Yeah. So that's, that's keeping you going in retirement here, huh? little bit well yes that and my my wife's honeydew list <laughs> yeah my, yeah i mean it's like well i don't i don't know if she's gonna you know watch our podcast or whatever but i never did get a chance to tell her that when we were working together a lot of times we would just make up stuff that we really didn't have to do so right. you avoided that uh, yes exactly wait a minute wait whoa uh Honey, I didn't say that. Yeah. I swear uh, I didn't. Yes, he that did. was Rob. Yes, he that, did. Rob said that. No, Honey, you know I love you. <laughs> <laughs> and you tell me to do something, and I, I get the last two words. Yes, dear. We made many trips with him saying, thanks for getting me out of there. She had a <laughs> list of stuff for wait, me. Wait, whoa. Come on, man. You see? Uh-huh. <laughs> I think she likes me better anyway. So. Uh, yeah, that's true. And she puts <laughs> up with me. So, now, wait a minute. You started when? In law enforcement? No, selling Girl Scout cookies on Tuesday. What? Yes, law enforcement. Oh, gosh. I started in 96. Okay. I started in 96. Where'd you start? How did you start? What did... Huh? You started in 96? Yeah, 1996. I was... Uh, I started with Monroe County, the Sheriff's Department. Really? Uh, yeah, there was two of us that graduated together in in nine ninety five. From guess. nursery school. Yep. Okay. So yeah, I started there in the detective bureau, and the other guy wanted to write tickets and be a patrol uniform guy, so he went to to that. My first case was uh, um, investigating uh, allegations of a, a sexual assault of a police chief in a neighboring county. Oh, really? Yeah, I didn't even. I didn't even know where the keys to a car to get there were at the time. I was like brand new, but everybody else knew him, so they couldn't do it. They said, Here, they said, here's your car, here's your, take some notes, do what you got to do. And by, by the way, he's a, a police officer. So that was my first case, I guess, so to speak. Thanks for watching this episode of Digital Forensics Redefined, featuring retired special agent Greg Phillips. Thanks for watching our podcast this week, brought to you by Defense Forensic where we find the truth in data. Also, check out our website at defenseforensic.com for more information on services for individuals and organizations that require expert analysis of digital evidence. And once again, join us right here on Spotify for future episodes.